Hey, this is Kiran Nagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have John Voltaro with us. John is an executive coach with an MBA. is the 2021 president of international coaching federation los angeles speaker former public company and startup cmo and general manager with years of experience and bank of wisdom let's welcome our today's guest john voltoro john welcome to the show thank you for having me i am excited to host you so let's begin with your journey tell us about yourself like you started a journey in new york and today you are a coach in la so tell us about the snippets of life Sure, sure. So, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn looking at Manhattan thinking I wanted to move there one day. I knew I needed to unlike the rest of my family get a college degree, so I went to college and when I finished, I moved into the city of uh, New York and began a marketing career. And for about, you know, 20 years I had a very linear marketing career. I went from being a marketing coordinator to a chief marketing officer and then I moved out to California for a job that was working creating commercials for celebrity driven products and I worked in one company for 8 years and then decided to actually go out on my own so I went into startups worked as a CMO at one of them and then created my own startup and it failed miserably I learned a lot about it became a CMO again thought not the path for me I'd be better become a coach because that's what I feel like people tell me I do well as coach people so I went to school became a coach became the president of the coaching federation and now I've been coaching for about 6 years and I coach people who were like me you know startup founders who were people who were early in their careers and I also focus on people who are executives at high levels as well and we coach basically whatever they need to be coached on to help them to get to the vision they have for themselves yeah wow so can you tell us about the systems and processes right so once they arrive doorstep for coaching what are the systems they can expect and what transformations can they expect when they work with you yeah sure that's a good question so you know i like to think that i create a custom experience for every single person that i work with because they have unique needs and although themes may seem similar from one client to it to the next the actual circumstances are different so typically we start off with uh, an assessment getting to know each other better and then we start working on a what i call an executive coaching plan and the executive coaching plan brings together all the short term goals the long term goals the kind of the personal brand that they want to build for themselves how they want to feel at work the relationships that they need to reinforce in order to get to where they need to be and we work off of that and each week that we meet or each time that we meet we go back to that as a basis but what happens typically is life life happens between sessions so a lot of the times when my clients will bring to me their particular issues they always set, tend to be tied to what we put down onto the coaching plan and we work through them typical engagements are 6 months but i would say most of my clients stay for over a year because the work that we do is pretty transformational like you were mentioning and i've seen people go from one level to another i've helped them get promoted i've helped people to tackle really big thorny issues with teams and staff a lot of executives struggle with communication struggle with leadership mindset so we spend a lot of time on that as well and i also run a group for lgbt actually gay bisexual men where we come together in a leadership circle where we can work together as a peer network so i do that as well wow so can you please elaborate on any success stories that you have created along the way with the systems that you have created so please yep. in the processes as well right 
uh, along the lines of sharing the client story. Sure. So I was hired by this client who was undergoing a massive transformation. It's a company that is in the tech space here in California. And what they do is really strongly believe in talent development. So they brought a bunch of coaches in and each of the coaches, I was one of them, was tasked with helping their leadership accomplish something specific. For me, they wanted me to help train their leaders to lead strategically. So I work with their senior directors and VPs and above, and I work together with them to co-create a workshop that I delivered in person, also via Zoom. And the workshop covered all of the basic foundations of creating a leadership model that was based on strategy and how to hold the strategy and create the vision and then communicate it through the team so that people can get things done. So I did that repeatedly. I also held what we would call circles, which meant that after the workshop, we got together as a group on virtually and we would talk through the issues. So every month we would do that. And it turned out to be one of the most popular workshops we did with the company because it was so accessible, but it's so foundational. People, when they become leaders, they're not given a leadership handbook. No one's taught how to become a leader. You're just thrown into the job. Like suddenly, you know, there's an opportunity and everybody panics, you know? So my, my job was to demystify it a little bit and help them get onto the path and create a norm within the organization that was founded on really core leadership principles and the values of the organization. And with, then what we do afterward to make sure it landed right, landed correctly, and so I can improve it in the future, is we do surveys to see how people are doing with the information, if they understood it, and if they're using it over time after the workshops are over. And that one was very popular. I've been asked to do it multiple times as a result. What was the secret of that session? Like, what do you think was most, like, what resonated with the audience? Can you please share that? Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was something that I didn't think would be, and it was the definition of what a leadership mindset is. People think of leadership and they think that everybody has some form of executive presence. They have, you know, like a way of looking, a way of being. They think of it very externally. But in reality, it's this internal way of viewing yourself, viewing kind of the world and the things that you have to do within it. So really coming from a place of curiosity versus questioning was a big thing, right? So coming from a place of curiosity means you're interested in learning more to get better versus kind of like the idea of just like questioning with the tone of my intent is to prove you wrong type of thing. So that whole growth mindset piece of it as part of leadership mindset really resonates with people. But then also frameworks. You know, frameworks are really powerful because people can remember them. They're easy to employ. So we use a couple of frameworks on how to communicate with each other once we have our, our vision down and how to communicate it to the people who work for us and the people who work for them. Got it. Understood. Can you please tell us about the plans? Okay. So what do you think uh, you would want to do here on? Please give us an insight about yourself. About my journey? Yes. What is your destination? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, you know, so as a coach, I'm constantly thinking about that, right? Because part of who I am in my DNA is like to constantly learn and do things. I feel like what's really powerful for me is my ability to help people tell their stories and to make sure that that is uh, a connecting relationship type of factor for people so that they can relate to people and make themselves more accessible. I've had, you know, a tremendous life. I had a brain tumor a few years ago that I had to kind of bring myself through. So I actually coached myself through my healing process using my coaching skills. And I want to, so I feel like my goal is to create, you know, a more conscious leadership set so that if there are more conscious leaders in the organization, each of the people who work for them hopefully will be a little bit more conscious and our society will become better and better. And part of the way I want to do that is through storytelling. 
and making it really real for people because that's what people respond to today. They just want to dig in and get real and get things done. Sure thing. Storytelling is very important. And as you mentioned that you have been diagnosed with brain tumor and you have gotten through it and like are living a healthy life. Can you please tell us about the stories that you told yourself, right? Because that's a difficulty. Give us an answer. Yeah, you know, so when I first got diagnosed, I just went into a huge state of panic. I thought I was going to die in two months. And I felt like, like, how am I going to get through this period before the surgery even? I couldn't even think past the surgery. So what I talked myself into is like, okay, so I'm a coach. I know how to get through really tough situations. The first thing I needed to do was just sit down and pause and reflect on what I really needed to do and what was important to me. Think about my values and so that first phase was really just getting everything together for my family, making sure everything would be okay for them. And the other piece of it was related to just setting myself up for success. Now, that's a big piece of coaching, right? Like setting yourself up for success. I wanted to set myself up for success leading to the surgery, which was a major surgery. And then after that, because that would give me a higher opportunity to become successful. So I did a lot of things related to that, finding the right professionals, getting the right setup at my house, making sure that all the work that I had was handled by people who I trusted so that when I did come back, I had my clients still, which I did. I was really happy. I didn't lose one client during that period of time. And it was it was a couple of months. And that was kind of like the first phase was to just make it really clear, like, what was my goal? What was my vision for myself? My vision was to live. My vision was to be able to take care of my family. My vision was to take care of my clients and to make sure I had that plan in action. Then afterward, I had to constantly remind myself that I was resilient. And I looked back at all of the big challenges I had in my life. And I thought, if I could get through that, I can get through this. Granted, this is the worst challenge I've ever been through in my life. But if I break it into tiny little pieces, guess what? I could do it. So I broke every day into tiny little pieces. Like every day was like broken into three pieces. One was I just like to wake up, take my pills and move around a little bit. Next was lie down, listen to really calming music. And the third was to spend time with my family when they came home. And I just did it from my room. And every day I just like one, two, three, done. And within, you know, within a month, I was up walking, running and going back to work. Wow. So you have created a vision for yourself and then manifested it. What do you suggest when it comes to business endeavors, right? So this was a very personal situation. How can we apply these formulas of creating a vision and then getting the lyrics delivered in the world of business? Right, right. Yeah. So for me, interestingly, it's not all that different. And that's why I felt like I had this successful experience because I use the things that are tried and true in life and they work not just in work, they work in personal life too. So the first thing is have a vision. You know, I created a vision for myself. I knew I want what I wanted within that year and I knew I wanted to be okay. The same thing goes for tackling the business problem. What we need to do is think, okay, I need to, for example, make X number of widgets by the end of the year, or we want to increase sales by X percent. Well, how are we going to go about doing that? Okay, so we have a plan. We have a vision. That's what we want. We need to create a strategy to get it done. Do you have the resources to get it done, right? Make sure that you have all the right resources aligned around you in order to get it done. Otherwise, you're not going to be setting yourself up for success. So when I was thinking about my brain tumor and when I work with my clients on their work, we try to set themselves, we try to set them up for success by thinking really carefully about the steps that are needed to get to that place. And we think about it also from the perspective of what obstacles do we need to remove, right? Do we need any 
permissions from people? Do we need to get through finance because we need an increase in budget? Uh, how do we have those types of conversations along the way that might be conversations that are tough conversations? So I also help people navigate through those types of things too. And through that type of work and with a clear focus on what your vision is, if you have that energy that you're focusing someplace, you end up moving toward that place. And while most people do accomplish a version of it, hardly anybody accomplishes 100% of what they want because life is evolving. It keeps changing. So I remind people to be kind and gracious to themselves as well. Of course. And can you mention the misconceptions now? Like before choosing a coach, right? What misconceptions mm-hmm. do you think people have? And tell us about how do you resolve them? I love this question because a lot of people think coaching, work coaching, is like work therapy. And it's really interesting. So, you know, people have an understanding of what therapy is. People have an understanding of what advising is and consulting is. But when it comes to coaching for people who are like doing it through work, they kind of really feel like it's more advisory or more like therapy. And they'll even say to me at the very beginning, is this like therapy for work? And what I have to do is I have to explain to them, no. What I do as a coach is I know that you are a really whole person and that within you, you have a lot of answers. It's just you don't always have the time to sit, reflect, and think about the right answers and the right path. So I'm going to ask you really powerful questions to unlock those things. And we focus that. So when people want to get coached, they have this misconception that it's going to be a little bit like therapy, right? Because people understand what therapy is. It's like, you're going to help me. We're going to sit down. We're going to get into your head. But therapy is not what coaches do. Therapy focuses a lot on the why, while coaching focuses on how do we move forward? People also think coaching is about advising. You know, like I'm an expert in some fields. I had was a CMO for many years. You know, I have marketing expertise, business expertise, C-suite expertise. A lot of people want to try to extract that type of info out of me too. But that's not coaching. That's my experience. And I can't really inform your experience. That would be advising. Coaches really are helping to unlock the hidden answers that are within people. A lot of us already have the answers, or maybe we need a little bit of help and guidance along the way. So as a coach, I work together with you to try to really figure out the right questions to ask to unlock those answers. Because when you come up with the answers, you're much more likely to actually do the things that you say you want to do. And that's what I think is the big difference between a coach and an advisor and consultant. Yeah, totally. It is. John, before we move forward, can you please tell us about the best ways of reaching out to you? Sure. Yeah. So feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at John underscore Voltoro, V-O-L-T-U-R-O. That's probably one of the best ways to reach me or find me on LinkedIn. You'll you'll see John Voltoro, not many executive coaches with my name. John Voltoro, guys, do reach out. Yeah. And can you now give us any thoughts that you would want to leave us with? So what what do you suggest we think about after listening to this conversation? Yeah, thank you for that opportunity. You know, I suggest a lot of people feel kind of stuck in some certain way right now in the whole world, right? There's like this feeling of like everything's a little bit chaotic still. The most important thing and the, the thing I see people do successfully and the most successful people do it is to think about what they want and to really focus on how to get there. Whether it's you want to have a better home life or you want to have a better work life or you want to make sure you have better balance between the two, whatever it is, it's like, think about what it is that you want. And here's why, because if you think about what you want and it's something you value, it's going to intrinsically make you feel good. And when those times come, when you feel like you're just not going to be in your best self because there's so much chaos around, you always have a stronger foundation. If you know that what you're doing has mission, it has purpose because it's based on your values. 
So I like to make sure that people keep that in mind because, you know, we're stressed out every day and mm -hmm. it's really tough to get through some days for many people. So if we have purpose, if we're doing things that we feel really add value, people tend to be happier and tend to engage with their work better and, and their home lives better as well. Wow. So you have opened eyes today and you have made us think. Thank you so much, John, for such a wonderful... It was a pleasure to meet you again. And I am your host, Kiran Agrahar, signing off. You guys take care. Bye, guys.